Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the only podcast on the internet that involves hockey and has a colon in the title. And that podcast is Biscuits Colon, a hockey podcast. I'm Dave, and I want to uh, extend congratulations to uh, my podcast partner, my friend in anger, Sean, for for his Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> on Sunday. Congratulations, Sean. I know you're pretty pumped. Diehard, diehard Jaguars fan. Yeah, have been since as far back as I can remember on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I remember the, that moment we all became Jaguars fans when it was twenty-one nothing, and we said, "You know what? This is this is our team now. This is the team we love." But you, you've been there. You've been there since like like two weeks ago. I I, I got to respect that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm an old school <laughs> OG Jaguars fan. Ah. Uh... What's going on in hockey? What do you What do you want to talk about? There's, there's. I was, I was looking over the week, and I feel like this past week hasn't been super duper exciting. Like the All Star thing came out like nine days ago. At this point, it's just old news. There's, well, you know what it is. It's it's the bye weeks, right? Like right. it's half the team has gone, half the half the league has gone missing because they they brought back the bye weeks, and yet they did it like they 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 squished them all into two weeks. Like before last the, year, before the All Star break too, when yeah, you know, that too, right? Like last year, there was it was all spread out, and you didn't even necessarily. If it wasn't your team, you didn't even notice they were going on. Whereas this year, they, I think, in response to the complaints last year about how the teams that coming were coming off buys were all getting crushed in their first game back, so their answer, their answer was weird because their answer was let's do them all in two weeks, which makes it relatively easy to just have everyone coming off a bye play another team that was coming off the bye, but they didn't actually do that. They've still got these matchups. Most of them coming next week where they've got teams coming off a bye playing someone who's, who's already back in action. So I don't know. I, this, this whole thing, this is, it's fascinating to me only because it's one of the very few issues where Gary Bettman will actually get up in public and say, something's not working. It's this is one of like he. This is the one thing. Well, it's you know what it's there was there's this, and there was that coach and GM compensation rule that they got rid of a couple years ago. That was like the only times that Gary Bettman would get up and say, "This is screwed up and we need to fix it." And just through pure coincidence, those are like the only two things that weren't Gary Bettman's idea, where they were like forced on him by somebody else 
Uh, so strange. If, if apparently that's the only way you're going to get Gary Bettman to ever acknowledge that something isn't, isn't working perfectly is to just tell him it was somebody else's idea. Um, but this is, this, this is one of these, this is, they negotiated with the NHLPA. And so Gary Bettman can want to get rid of it if he wants to. Uh, but then they're going to have to negotiate that. And since, the owners in their infinite wisdom decided to completely poison the relationship with the players over not going to the Olympics. Good luck with that. I like how we talked before the show, how we were going to build up to a rant. I can, I can already feel you like yeah. taxiing onto the runway. You've already, you've already gotten clearance from the tower. You're ready to go. But the bye weeks, the bye weeks are, are a prime, like it's 15 or 16 teams, whatever it is that are all off for a week. And I feel yeah. like when we sit down here, we should be talking about like Claude Giroux, goose in a cop, Connor, Mc, Connor McDavid turned 21 in Vegas, and the big story was he hung out with the chain smokers, which sounds like the worst 21st birthday of all time. Like, yeah. That's not funny. That's not crazy. He made, he made T, that's the thing. Like he made TMZ, and like the the headline was like Connor McDavid raging in Vegas. <laughs> raging. I was like, all right, I'll click on this. That's, <laughs> and it was just him awkwardly. Like remember that picture of him at the airport where he yes. met like those two? Like it was that, except it was the chain smokers instead. He's making the same face. The worst thing to me was like they showed uh, a video clip of the club he was in and it was packed with like Euler fans and they had like some of them had signs like someone had like a sign of an Euler's logo. It's like I don't dude I, I don't like I don't want to go out for my birthday and see somebody holding the logo of the company <laughs> I work for like it's my me... birthday it's my week off it's my vacation i'm gonna go to a club where all the oilers fans are gonna go after the game tonight and hang out there i just my, my favorite part of this was when like his i don't know if it was him or like his girlfriend posted a picture on instagram like the next day of him just like chilling out and Oilers fans were like he's alive he made it <laughs> they were excited that yeah uh, he survived uh, one concert with the the band that sings about going to Paris to get away from your parents. Wow, how did he do it? I feel like Connor right. McDavid, like deep down inside, he's like an old soul. Like he would rather, he would totally rather just stay yeah. home and watch like Golden Girls reruns on his birthday. He doesn't want to go to the club. Vegas happened to be there, so he did it. He seems to be. But uh, congratulations to the Chainsmokers who will probably be playing like every All Star game for the next <laughs> ten years. They will become they they will replace Fallout Boy as the NHL's one band that they've heard of and. Where, where, are they, to, where are they from? Are they from Canada? I have no idea. I don't, know I, I don't think so, but I don't know. Maybe from Paris to get away from your parents. Right, fucking song. And that song was on every morning when I woke up for like a year when I, my alarm went off. Like I had, like I wake up to like a top 40 station and now like I wake up to, like I wake up today to come here at 8 a.m. I get like one song and then like the three DJs were just like, did you, did, what, your, your, your resolution, did you manage to make it? No, I didn't. Did you? No. Oh my God. For like 10 minutes. Now I miss the Chainsmokers song every morning where they just go, you're going to go to Paris to get away from your parents. Like that's going to be the song at every outdoor all-star game for the rest of our lives now. Exactly. It's enjoyed at the award show. Sorry, guy who sings the, sorry, sorry, five for fighting. You've been replaced. You're not able to sing one song at every award show. Five for fighting. The Chainsmokers are going to change their name to like 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 two minutes for roughing, and then they're going to be like, "Well, that's the hockey band now. They've got the hockey name, so we got to we have to use the the, the two for roughing." Oh, I love that two for roughing song. What's it called? Uh, Puck over glass. It's really good, man. It's deep. It makes you think about what's a rule and what isn't, man. Yeah, it's great stuff. Oh God, I feel like we're both ranting here. We're not even like ten minutes in yet. We haven't even got to the topics that we're angry about. This is. 
This is funny. I'm I'm not angry about this, but I find the reaction to Andrew Cogliano's stupid streak that's not yeah. even really close to, to being the streak yet. He's still fourth, and he's going to stay fourth because of the suspension. But everyone's up in arms, like, not like up in arms, but people are, like, looking for, like, loopholes. So, like, oh, well, if you don't count the suspension, we should see how long the streak. No. Like, first of all, first first of all, no one cares about this streak. Andrew Cogliano probably doesn't even really care about the streak. Like, he's sad it stopped, but, like, he doesn't wake up every day and, like, ch- like check a box, and it's, like, 8-10, here I come. It's not the Cal Ripken streak. And if Cal Ripken, like, let's say Cal Ripken, I don't know, like somebody somebody threw at Cal Ripken and then he charged them out and hit the pitcher in the knee with his bat and his streak ended. Nobody would be like, well, why don't we just keep the streak going for Cal? No, he got suspended. Yeah. He did a thing he shouldn't have done. I don't know. Again, I think this is a product of the bye week where there's just nothing to talk about. So it's just people was, are focused yeah, on Cal. That was weird because like I think, I think it was Ken Campbell, like at one point. No kidding. When, when it was, when it had been... He, he he had had the hearing, but we didn't know whether he was being suspended. And he tweeted out that, that according to the league or people he talked to in the league, that they they weren't sure yet whether a suspension would end the streak. Which is like, yeah, what is the streak then? Yeah, like you have to play in games. <laughs> a suspension is literally you are not going to play in the game. Seems pretty straightforward. It's cut and dry. Just, because the other problem is if like let's say you did decide you just wanted to say you know what an iron man streak is how long you play without injury if you miss a game for some other reason it does well steve larmer's streak didn't end due to injury steve larmer's streak ended because he was holding out in a contract dispute so do we have to retroactively go back and hmm. and reopen that streak and uh, you know like what did he get he, to before he he got greedy and didn't care about his teammates? He anymore? was up to I I want to say he was like eight hundred. Oh yeah, even like he was eight either eight hundred eight like he was basically like ten or eleven seasons exactly back when it was eighty games, and I think he was only one. Actually, he was one season away, so he must have been eight eighty. He's one of the guys ahead of Cogliano, and he was one full season away, but he held out because he wanted out of Chicago. Uh, and it ended up working because he got traded to the Rangers and they won the cup that year. But that was that was the end of his streak. Oh, and, I didn't realize that. But I mean, that so, show, that shows you how pointless the streak is, or how little people care about it. Like he was a season away and was like, "I like a few, I like a few more dollars in the paycheck instead." How about yeah. that? Like it's it's vaguely neat. Yeah. To you know, especially you know, it's, it's in these days and there's so much wear and tear and grind and you know, it's it's impressive. But you it's know, also, it's going to be frustrating. It's also an accident too. You know, it's like, hitting for, of, it's yeah. like hitting for the cycle. No one's like trying to do it. It just kind of happens. You know, you're just like, Oh, cool. I've played this many games. What's going to be annoying is at the like end of next season or whenever it is, when he would have broken the record, like, you know, somebody's going to be like, this is Andrew Cogliano's 900 and blah, blah, blah <laughs> consecutive game without injury, breaking the mark by Doug. And it's like, not going to be the Iron Man, but it'll be the no injury streak or something. Right. I love the I love the new I love the new stats and stuff people come up with for like records. Like I saw a stat. Oh, what was it? I think it was at halftime of the Saints Vikings game. Somebody tweeted out that Drew Brees' first half quarterback rating, whatever it was, it was like thirty, is the lowest quarterback rating in a half of a playoff game since. And you're like, oh, who is it? And it was like like a quarterback from last year was the last person to have one that low. And you're just like, we don't need, we don't need to know some stuff. Sometimes you yeah. can just, you got a bad first half. We all saw it. It's fine. It's like, it's like in baseball when they're like, this guy just became the first ever member of the 320 <laughs> home run, 11 triple seven stolen base 
14 grounded into double play club. And you're like, that's not a club. That's the, that's just, nobody. That's just him. Nobody wants to build that club. That's how Tim Raines got in the Hall of Fame. He's the only player with 400 doubles, 200 this, 75 this, 69 war who happened to play for Montreal. Do not diminish Tim Raines. Man. I will get I will get Jonah Carey on here so quick. Jonah knows. I've, your... I've 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 ranted at Jonah about this, but I love Jonah, so he can he can he can get me in the Hall of Fame one day. Maybe that'd be nice. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to sit here like and, and start counting up how many games Cogliano plays post suspension and be like, well, he's now tied. No, if you, you, don't you won't. But somebody will. Somebody You're going to forget all about this, and then it's going to come out like that day. There's, they're going to be like, congratulations, and they'll, I don't know. I hope. I never wish injury on anybody, but I, I hope he like gets a paper cut and has to miss a game so that we don't. Yeah. Or maybe now that it's over, maybe he's going to be like, you know what, guys, I've been I'm like, exhausted. I've been in pain for four years. <laughs> like, I, I think I might have broken my arm in last year's playoffs, and I just didn't let anyone X-ray it. So, can we check that out? I have no cartilage in my knees anymore. You know that thing. That, you know that thing that Batman put on his knees when he came out of retirement in The Dark Knight Rises. I have those all over my body. That's how my joints move. I need a week off, please. Thank you. You, you know. You know. You know. Blind what, in one eye since 2014. Help me. You know what jinxed him is when he signed his extension. Everybody was like, oh, here's the date he's going to do it. Here's the time of the year when he's going to pass the Doug Jarvis number. And then two weeks later, he takes someone's head off, and it's just like, oh, well. There you go. Whatever. And, and it was, like, we can agree, right? Like, it was clearly a suspension. Yeah. There's no, like, that, that's that's a two-game suspension. Unfortunately, I you know, maybe he didn't mean to do it, but. Yeah, you gotta call that. Yeah, you gotta. There's no choice. There's no. It's 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 just it's just so funny because like it's just so cut and dry. Like I wonder how many games Cogliano would have had to have played consecutively where like nobody would have been this invested in it. Like if he was at like four thirty, people would have been like, well, yeah, it's two games. Like eight thirty, seven thirty. Well, maybe we should invent a rule called the Cogliano exemption where no, like you just let it go. Let's let's let someone else will eventually get there. And it'll be interesting for a second. What's what's Kessel at? Phil Kessel's probably at like in the fours or the fives at this point. No, somebody. I, yeah, I don't know. I saw who the who the new reigning Ironman was, and I can't even remember who it was. But it was like six hundred games. Hmm. But yeah, Kessel's Kessel's up. So yeah, we get to do this all again in a couple of years when when Phil Kessel gets know. suspended for throwing hot dogs at a referee, and we got to go. Well, I mean, that doesn't really count as not missing a game because it's just. He wasn't hurt. He's got to do it. He's got to do a tearful interview where he talks about how much the streak meant to him. Yeah, I did. I did kind of feel bad when I saw that, but you know, he'll get over it. He'll be fine. But then comes back. It's not. It's not a huge deal. Um, Just start again. Now he's got right. Yeah, you go start over, and you still you're. He's relatively young. You got about eleven years to go. Make it happen. So are you, are, you, are you ready yet? Do you want to do it? Or do you, do you want to do it before or after the commercial break that may or may not have a commercial in it? Let's, I'll tell you what, let's build it because that way, that that's when our ratings will be highest for the for our sponsor, <laughs> who may or may not exist yet, but, but maybe will by the time you listen to this. So here's what you want to do, and I feel like this is starting to gain some ground. People want Nathan McKinnon to win the heart. And I can see it. I can see it's it. in the conversation, right? And I feel like we should discuss this because... If if people are new to the podcast, season one of our podcast was basically just a year of us burying the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, it was fun. It was good times. Was and fun. and rightly so. They oh, yeah. were they were terrible. They screwed up the trade deadline. There was the whole Matt Matt Duchesne thing. But like this year, 
Avalanche are pretty good. Yeah, you give Jared Bednar more than two weeks to get ready for the season, and it turns out he's 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 the, he, he won that AHL championship for a reason. He's, he's crazy. He's yeah, fine. it turns out when when he actually knows everybody's name, <laughs> he can explain his system a lot better when he's not just like you. You no, the other guy. You know what? Fine. Which, he's in, he's in like film. He's in like film meetings, screaming, "Stevens, you got to get your crap together!" And like everyone's looking around the room, and they're just like, "Who's Stevens? There's nobody in here named Stevens. Is he talking about me?" My name's not Stevens. What's happening? Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're they're good. And Nathan McKinnon is just lighting it up, especially since, since the Duchesne trade. Like he's, I saw somebody posted, he's the leading scorer since the day that trade was made. He's the leading scorer in the entire NHL. And Matt Duchesne hasn't scored a goal since that trade. That's amazing. He has three points and, and, and 42. No, he's, he's, he's scored a goal since then, but he's, he hasn't, he hasn't been great. He's, he's he's heating up a little bit, but uh, he's, he hasn't been Nathan McKinnon good. Put it no, that way. And, no. again, and like Nathan McKinnon's one of those guys where, like, he was drafted high. So for years, it was like he's a star, and he's like up here in Canada, he's like in commercials with Sidney Crosby. But then you look at his numbers, and you're like, oh, he's he's been he's been good, but he hasn't had that breakout year. And now this looks like the breakout year. And if like if the Avalanche make the playoffs, I mean, you've got. Stamkos and Kucherov, but they might kind of cancel each other's vote out. Ovechkin. I don't think. Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm. Well, mm. maybe you know the 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 a lot of other good teams that have you know. Marcheseau. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if you assume that people uh, and that there's enough old school types who won't vote for somebody as MVP if they don't make the playoffs, that takes out McDavid probably, Carlson probably, Crosby maybe. You know, the McKinnon, usual suspects. It's going to take out McKinnon too if he's sitting in ninth and they don't get in and he has. Well, that's it. They they points. have to make it for him to. Yeah. For him to but, but I mean, if if they do make it, that's like when we're voting for awards, right? This is what we love is when a team overachieves because when we all point to a team and say they're going to be bad, and then the team turns out to be good, we're like, well, we couldn't have been wrong. So their <laughs> coach gets to be coach of the year, and their best player gets to gets to be MVP because he single handedly took this terrible team all the way in. So I like, yeah, I, I think he's definitely in the running. And certainly if he keeps scoring at this pace, like he's, he's on pace to, to crack a hundred points, which that's considering the talent around him. I mean, that's who's, who's more valuable than a guy who puts up those kind of numbers when he's surrounded by the remnants of a, in, on paper, a 48 point team that got worse uh, a year later. That really is the key to like sticking in a job for a long time, right? You just you just set the expectations so low that when you're sitting in 10th in your conference, people are like, man, what a job they're doing this year. This is fan- this is fantastic. How, how does Joe Sackick do it? Five-year extension. That is how I have lived my life. <laughs> Jobs, personal relationships. <laughs> like, like, my if, marriage. If, I am the Colorado Avalanche of husbands. It's like, well, he picked up one of his socks. I guess that's pretty good. Good for him. <laughs> He, he he remembered to pick up the kids at school twice this week. That's good. Yeah. Two out of five exactly. is pretty good. They, That's... Weren't, they weren't the right kids, but they were <laughs> looked vaguely similar. I can see how anyone can make that mistake when, you know, they're they they, they don't pay attention in the house to the kids. So I mean, he, he had the right sizes and shapes. Like that's yeah, that's something. He's he's the MVP of this house. I got to give him the MVP. I am. I am heart trophy. Is he is he really a superstar in Canada though? Like I can't I can't people always want to define what a superstar is and I don't necessarily know if he is. He like he he he's made Team Canada 
a few times and but yeah like there there are commercial like you see mcdonald's commercials up here where it's like Sidney crosby and nathan mckinnon and they're like joking back and forth and you're kind of watching it going was nathan mckinnon like really the top choice for for this like but they're both from the same town right yeah there's that right yeah but but they didn't like you know they they don't really make that i don't know the cole harbor boys it always kind of feels like somebody else like was supposed to be there, and then it's different in Canada, though. Like I feel like because you guys love Canada or you guys love hockey way more than we do, that you're there. Like players who play in the NHL are more likely to be stu- like superstars there than compared yeah. to here. Like oh, yeah. here, like I I don't know if anyone like I was trying to think of this yesterday because like obviously Connor McDavid's the best player in the league, but I don't know if he's a superstar in the United States. You know what I mean? Like he's no. he's super awesome well, and super good, but like I think it's like it's like Lundqvist and like Subban are like two guys who could go on like like a late night talk show and people would watch. Yeah. But well, besides that, they, they usually they do those lists of like the top 100 influential athletes and, and like hockey players are are never on it. Right. Ovechkin too maybe. But like even Crosby, like Crosby's just so yeah. bland. Crosby Crosby is by sheer magnitude of his yeah. skill and, and accomplishments but yeah he doesn't There's he no, doesn't really fit that mold like jonathan taves like maybe like you can even say patrick uh, kane is patrick kane does all the commercials so maybe some somebody out there must like him yeah yeah i don't know but like but like it's funny whenever i watch like on, on center ice or uh like the direct not direct tv but the center ice package and you you watch the Canadian feed, and they go to commercial, and it's always like you know you, you get like 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 when you watch a commercial, and it's like Jerome McGinley's going into a bank. You're like, oh yeah, that's Jerome McGinley. Yeah, he's he's been there for like two decades. He's he's, he's a Hall of Famer, sure. But then you're watching it, and it's like I don't even know. It's like some backup goalie on the Flames who's like, hey, I need a new car. Like, what? Really? You got a sponsorship deal? How did you do that? Like, but that's yeah. Canada. Like, you oh, guys, they all they all get it. They all got the uh, they, they they all have the one car car dealership where they. <laughs> <laughs> gotta come in into a terrible terrible ad you remember that penguins one? Oh yeah with max talbot and that was beautiful that else. was yeah, that was good stuff the bar has been set high that's where you gotta go but but yeah like in the u.s like like football is obviously the the u.s sport and you get like peyton manning's been retired now for what two years and he's still doing nationwide commercials like like Sidney crosby could be retired for two years and you'll you'll, you'll never see him doing a commercial in the united states for anything anything no. at all because we, we, we suck and we like bad sports and bad bad presidents and bad everything. Man, life sucks down here now that I think about it. You really you really got me down, man. Why'd you do this to uh, me? Let me live with you, please. Come on up, man. Yes. We'll hook you up. I, like I, I can I can pick the kids up for you. You can stay home and watch TV and I'll I'll go down there and be like 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 Mr. Mom and just be like, get in the car. Put sit in the sit in the front seat. You're right, it. that's fine. I don't know. Make it, make it happen. It's it's done. My my wife says she listens to the podcast, so I don't even have to discuss this with her. She'll uh, oh, she'll hear. Yeah, just have her text me. Tell me where the pickup lane is. Like I understand that there's like a pickup and a drop off lane. I don't know where it is, but you know, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. Like that's how I'll pay my rent to live there until I can find a job down at the uh, the the kayak factory or wherever <laughs> wherever you, wherever wherever you people work. No, that's that's pretty much it. I think you got it. <laughs> got it the first time. So so right now I would say. Nathan McKinnon's probably a finalist. I don't know. But the, the problem for me is like it's separating Stamkos and Kucherov because Ovechkin's going to be top three. He's, he's going to score 50 goals and the Caps are going to win the division again. So, and again, it's about expectations. We all went into the year and we thought, oh, the Caps, they lost this guy, that guy, that guy. They're not going to be as good. And Ovechkin's back to being a 50-goal guy and they're going to win the division and probably come in second in the conference. But then you have Stamkos and Kucherov. So it's just... yeah. 
How do you squeeze so, McKinnon in there? So I mean, if you but if you've got them and you've got Ovechkin, that's those are all Eastern Conference guys. You need somebody for the West to unite nah. behind, nah. and and complain about how the Eastern biased Eastern media is ignoring the Western Conference star. It'll probably be Kucherov so. that gets left off because he's he's not from your land. He's from a land far away. Yeah, that's so. our land, Dave. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Biscuits. Make sure you go on iTunes and, and, and give us five stars because we love Canada so much. Oh, God. Are we, are we at the midway point? Do we do it now? Yeah, let's do it now because I, I, want, I want more time in the back half for you to just, to just take a flamethrower to the NHL. I really want you to do it. So do it. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and there's – not going to be a commercial there this week but when you listen to this again and in like a month there will be and it'll be awesome and uh yeah we'll be back in if you're listening to this in january we're gonna be back in like two seconds so we'll be right back hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And we're back. It's it's still biscuits. It's it's the second half of the second half of the third period. We're we're grinding. We're moving. And so the offside rule, the offside review, yeah. the offside goals. Um, it it feels like everyone doesn't like it. And then there's like four or five flashpoints during the season. Usually a game that involves a Canadian team. Usually a game that's on TV down here nationally. Where there's an offside review, it takes nine minutes. There's a split of a of a hair of a of a of an invisible, uh, you know, element, and then it's oh, we're overturning it. It's no goal, and people say oh, this stinks, and blah 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 blah. So, so Sean, I was just curious, where, where do you where do you come down on the offside review? Do you have any strong feelings one way or the other? I'm I'm fine with it. Okay, so moving on, Henrik Lundqvist <laughs> in New York has been no. <laughs> All right, so here's 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 the thing, because I mean, I know we've we've talked offside review before, and there is a big picture problem with offside reviews. Whether we should have them at all, whether they take too long, whether they're too broad, there's there's any number of roads that could go down. But there's the very specific issue that has come up a couple of times in the last few weeks, which is this skate in the air. I don't even want to say loophole or whatever i mean it's it, according to the rule book if you go across the blue line and your skate is over the blue line but it is in the air that counts as being in the zone mm-hmm. and you're no longer and you're no longer that's offside onside. that's offside sean it's always out it's always which out is again. which is one of those things that and like i get that there are people who say well you know if it's in the rule book this is it, it's black and white we have to call the rule according to the rule book but but here's the problem i you have never seen this called in real time in the NHL. You mean? have never in your life seen a play get whistled offside and gone, oh, that guy looked like he was onside. He still had his skate over the line. And then seen a replay and gone, oh, his skate was an inch off the ice. Good call by the linesman. That's the rule. <laughs> they never, show, they never show those replays, though. So you, you never have know. literally, you have never seen that 
that call happen. In fact, if you're like me, up until a year ago, you didn't even know that was the rule. You thought it was leg or skate over the blue line was okay. You didn't realize it had to be touching the ice. No, I knew that. No, you knew that. I Come didn't. I, I had never. I had never seen that the the skate had to be touching the blue because because it, it doesn't make. You know, when you look at what the rule is trying to do, it doesn't make any sense to say the skate has to be touching oh, the ice. Of course, if, not, if yeah. we're trying to keep people from having an advantage of of getting over the line before the puck, then having having your skate an inch over the blue line versus touching the blue line gives you no advantage whatsoever. So because this is never actually called in real time, regardless of what it says in the rule book, for practical purposes, this is a rule that only applies to review. It it only ever comes up on replay review when you see a play and you go, oh, that guy's onside. And then no, they, they call it. They call offside all the time. You just don't see the replay because it's just it's a play that gets whistled down. They they call offside, but you've you've never seen an offside where you're like that guy's skate was clearly like on the blue line because they not clearly no. for offside. No, and they and then you go, oh wait a second, it was an it was half an inch off. You're right. You've, they've they've got it there. So what we've got is for is for all intents and purposes, it's it's a replay only exception, and it's come up. A few times. We remember it last year, game one of the Stanley Cup final. P.K. Subban, the league's most exciting player in their biggest spotlight, scores the opening goal of the Stanley Cup final, and it gets waved off because of this skate in the air technicality, which in that case, there there wasn't even a conclusive view. So yeah. they may have. I still, even I still don't think his skate was off there. Like, I don't, it was Forsberg, yeah. right? Like, I, don't, I still don't think his yeah. skate was off there. I, there wasn't a conclusive, like, yeah, something has happened in the last year in sports with reviews where we had this baseline idea of conclusiveness. We knew what it meant. And now, like in football, catches where we're like, oh, well, well it's inconclusive. They're overturning it. In hockey, it's the same thing now. Like, it's. But, but here's the thing it, like, in, in football, the, the rule is very specific that it you need conclusive evidence to overturn a call, whether they actually call it that way or not. Yeah. It, like in hockey, that's not actually the rule. In hockey, the rule is if we're going to do a review, we review and whatever we think the call is, that's what we go with. So, you know, hockey kind of opens itself because you're right. Hockey could just say, look, do the review. If it's, if it's not obviously offside, the call on the ice stands. And there's different ways you could do that. I know people have said, make them watch the the replay in real time or only give them three looks or they only give them one minute to review or whatever. I mean, there, it, it, there's gimmicky ways you could do that. But when it comes to this rule, like we had the, the devils had, I think two goals wiped off two two important goals, like late in games yeah. at the beginning of the year. There was the one last week with Edmonton and Nashville. And then last night we had like what felt like the tipping point because it was, the it, like it was the ultimate NHL offside review in the in the game between Montreal and the Islanders. We had a goal that was called back after an offside review that took forever. It was called off because somebody's skate was a half somebody who was clearly onside. Like they they were gaining no advantage whatsoever, but the skate was half an inch off the ice, and it also came fifty three seconds before the goal was scored. They had the puck in the zone for 53 seconds and then they scored a goal and it came back because, and we knew that because it was, it was during a power play. So they had to go and put like, like they, they killed off like a minute of the power play and they had to go and put it back on. It, it's so 
stupid that a league that desperately needs more scoring has found a technicality that nobody cares about and is using that to take goals off the board. And it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not like this is happening every game. But, I mean, the, the fact that they didn't fix this after the Stanley Cup, I mean, you would think it happening in the, on the biggest stage possible, somebody would be like, all right, we got we to gotta fix this. Now there's talk that they're going to talk about it at the GM meetings, which is in March. So there is a chance they might fix this before the playoffs comes along. Cause we know like Murphy's law, we know this is going to end up screwing up a playoff series somewhere along the line. Just like, just like the skate in the crease rule way back when we knew that that was eventually going to screw up a playoff series and it did. And then it got changed right away. So there is a chance that the NHL might actually do the smart thing and fix this. Because the thing is, there are so many issues with this league where you go, well, they should fix it. Okay. But what's the fix? And the fix is something that's going to be at least a little bit complicated, at least a little bit debatable. Some team somewhere might say, no, that's going to, that hurts my team and it helps some other team. This one is just really easy. It's really, really easy on review. Get rid of offside. Well, I mean, that's the thing. There's like, there's people saying, get rid of offside, get rid of reviews, change how offsides work. And yeah, maybe we do all of those things or at least some of them, but those are off season changes. This one, all you have to do is say the skate. If the skate is clearly over the blue line on review, even if it's in the air, it's it's still on side. The goal still counts. Done. Like it's a fifteen minute conversation. Everybody, everybody in the room agree. There's not one GM who's going to be like, "Well, I built my team to have offsides <laughs> play." Like nobody's going to object. You take the vote. It's fifteen minutes. You know, book the meeting for two hours. The conversation lasts ten minutes five minutes to vote and then everyone's got two hours to almost two hours to go outside and hang out and it's it is so simple and so easy uh dale talon i want to see dale talon stand up and just go actually i built my team to be offside for goals this is terrible we can't change this he might have he might have that's the one why why do you think i made all those trades i'm going out on (laughs) i'm going out on a limb and i'm saying that this is so easy and so obvious even the nhl can't screw this up and they will fix it at the gm meetings in in advance of the playoffs so that we're not going to have some playoff series determined because an overtime highlight reel goal gets wiped off the board by a skate being two millimeters off the ice on a guy who was on who was otherwise onside by three feet that's my prediction am i wrong Jonathan Marchessault so was always on side for his goals, so I wanted to get rid of him. That's why I sent him to Vegas, and that's why the previous GM had analytics that told <laughs> us that that's what was happening. So we had to undo that. Why do you think I gave Ed Jovanovsky that contract? He was so great at being offside when we scored goals, and that's 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 the leadership we need down here in Sunrise. I'm not voting for this. We're keeping it. I, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll change it. <sighs> I mean. You're right. It's it's it it seems like the kind of thing where if if it's that bothersome to everybody involved, players, coaches, fans, it doesn't require money to fix. It doesn't require any any real effort. You just say, yeah, that's that's the new rule. A zero, but adjustment to anybody's game. Nobody's. It's not like you're tweaking the faceoff rule and some guy has to go learn a new rule at the end of the season. It's Here, here's why. Here's why they won't change it. They'll they'll do it for next season. 
They won't change it because there's going to be a dude in the room, like we'll say Dale Talon for the hell of it, who's who's lost game. Or the, the Devils, for instance. They had I think Taylor Hall scored a goal against somebody on like mm-hmm. a little breakaway that got waved off, and then it happened again a couple nights later. Like let's say the Devils missed the playoffs by two points, and then they're in the meeting. And Ray Sherrill's like, yeah, no, we should have changed. If we're not changing this before the season, when my team got screwed during it, we're not changing it after. Everyone needs to get screwed equally for the rest of the season, and then we change it next year. That's that's that yeah. that I think is going to be the argument. See, you'd, you'd think the teams that got screwed would be the first ones to oh, be no. like, oh this no, is stupid and yeah. vindictive. I'll, they're gonna they're gonna want to they're gonna want to screw everybody else on the way down. I'll, I'll tell you why I think it's it's going to happen because obviously this being the NHL clearly saying this is obvious and smart and would make the game better is not a good enough argument for why the NHL is going to do something. But there there are a couple of things that have happened in the last few days. First one, I think probably the most important is Pierre Lebrun wrote a piece where he was the one who, who kind of broke the story that they were going to talk about this at the GM meetings. And in his story, he, he, described that it's basically Cole and Campbell is the one kind of pushing for this. And obviously Cole, I mean, we can, we can say all sorts of things about Cole and Campbell as far as his track record working for the league and, and, you know, the controversies he was involved in and, and what have you, but Colin Campbell is a very old school guy. And that's what you need for a change like this. It can't be some, it can't be some newfangled GM coming in, you know, it can't be like John Chaka coming in. Like, I have an idea on how we can make the league. <laughs> Nobody cares. No one's going to listen. It's they don't care about people like us. They don't care about the you know, fan. It, it's it's got to be the NHL is a very 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 old boys club, and you need one of the old boys to come in and say something screwed up before anyone's going to listen or pay attention. So you need like, there's probably a half dozen people that could actually get some movement on this it's but, but it's who because like because ken, like ken holland ken, ken holland oh, oh i see what you're saying yeah but ken holland's checked out like this is last year he's, he's exactly he's so fr- that's the thing that's why normally i'd be like well you know if one of those six guys doesn't think it's important but apparently one of them does and that's you know and that's that's where it comes in and then the other thing that I, that happened just last night that i think will will maybe move the needle a little bit is is bob mckenzie tweeted about this and 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 he didn't he didn't just say like oh this is this is they need to look at this or geez uh, maybe there's a better way to do this I, I don't have his tweet in front of me but he basically tweeted this is stupid and the league needs to fix this at the GM's meetings and there yeah. are there are not there are very 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 few members of the media that anyone at the NHL would care anything about the opinion of but Bob McKenzie is one of those guys and when he is saying that this is stupid and obvious and ridiculous. I think maybe some of the people who might go into a meeting and otherwise just kind of roll their eyes and be like, ah, it's good enough. Maybe that might nudge a few of them into the column where, where enough guys say, you know what? Yeah, let's talk about this. That then they then turn around and go, okay, who wants to stand up and defend the rule that we have right now? And nobody puts their hand up because well, Dale how Talon, could you though. possibly defend this other than Dale Talon? <laughs> and it ends up being 30 to one and you, you change. I don't. I don't know what exactly they have to do to, to change. Like changing a rule in midseason is a big deal, and and you should almost never do it because it's almost always going to create an advantage for somebody somewhere. But when it's this stupid technicality, I think you invoke the Sean Avery precedent mm-hmm. that we can just change the rule whenever we want. You don't even have to. You don't even have to change the rule book. You just say, you know, point of clarification. 
when it comes to reviews, if it's, you know, if you, you, you add one line, everybody will know what it means. Everybody will be happy with it. And you avoid, you know, like this is, yeah, I, I, I've, I've talked to like young fans or new fans who, who hear about like the skate, the crease mm-hmm. thing oh. back in the nineties. And they're like, how did you guys not, how did nobody fix this? How did you not know it was going to end this way? Why did nobody change the, and it was like, Oh, I guess they thought maybe it wouldn't or how did they would get around to it eventually. And then it happened and it screwed up their Stanley cup and it's an embarrassment to this day. And they changed the rule. Like, you know, a few days later, it was that easy. And it's, it, this is, like we have two choices here. We either wait for that to happen and then change the rule after the league has been embarrassed and been a punchline, or we do it before. Seems to me like you'd probably want to do it before. Well, but I think they'll do it. I think the right way to do it is I think you have to keep the rule in place for the rest of the regular season and then in the postseason say, here's the new rule. So this yeah, way everyone be fine. everyone gets screwed for the full 82 and then the, the, the final two months of the season – they, they they go back to sanity and this way the teams... i think that's 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 fair and you know given the timing it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they if they did it that way besides the, the panthers are going to have to practice at staying outside better now because or, or actually no they're exactly. everyone's going to try to catch up to what the panthers have been doing with the offside goals and now everyone's going to lift their legs you know what i'm you know what i'm looking forward to is is after i've done my my whole rant about how this is a stupid technicality that nobody even knew the rule and it will change nothing <laughs> when they do change the rule. And like one of the teams just suddenly they're doing their zone entries with like dolphin dives over the blue line. <laughs> like they're just, they're just flying like sideways, like put like you can't call us. We're, we're still, we're technically on side according to your new rule. And people are like, damn it. Brad, Brad, Marchand, Brad Marchand's doing somersaults into the zone yeah. during game one against Toronto. Guys are just like, like Forsberg flopping right into the into the zone, backflipping their way in. <laughs> Skates are in the air. Guys are getting like cut in the face. It's just it's terrible. Like what a what an awful rule. How did we how did we do this? We should have never listened to that podcast. And then all of a sudden they put your pic they put your they put your picture up on the broadcast and they, they yep. start they start talking about you. This was actually inspired by this young writer over here who who talked to the NHL. And like, oh, is, this is the reason why uh, Austin Matthews who, jugular was sliced open. Yeah, by uh, by Alexander Ovechkin flying dropkick, which was after <laughs> review ruled to be onside. Yeah, it might happen. <sighs> So you now, do you feel better? Do you feel like you got it all out? I do. Yeah, actually, I do. I feel a little bit better, and uh, I and I feel like, like I said, that this we're either going to be sitting here in March saying "I told you so" in a two-minute segment, or we're going to have a special three-hour podcast where I react to <laughs> the, the tweet that uh, you know NHL GMs say they like the idea of changing the skate in the air rule, but need more time to study will reconvene. Oh, that's what it's going to be. Need more time to study. That's always what it is. The feeling was that there needs to be more discussion and they need to, yeah. Then you you spend three hours ranting. I'll set up a tape recorder in the studio here where I just go, "Uh uh uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Throw a couple sides in there and then we have a, then we have a, we have a, we have a three hour podcast that people are going to want to, well, you have to do all the commercial breaks too. All right. Oh God. Why don't we come back? I will tell you why Brendan Shanahan should be shot into the sun. But first from our fertilizer sponsor, (laughs) uh, speaking of fertilizer, you know, what's? oh no, I got to go. All right. Goodbye. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good content. I would listen to a good episode. Oh, what time is it? How much time we got? What do we got here? We got 10.45? 15? 15. We got 15. We got a lot of questions. We're getting more and more questions every week. It's getting harder to read yeah. these all. 
Did you want to do maybe maybe we we'll just do this quick because I have a feeling it's going to be a quick conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's it's coming up because of because uh, of the holiday yesterday. Willie O'Ree, not in the NHL Hall of Fame. Yeah, you told me that yesterday. I I kind of just always assumed he was. I never I really. Feel like a lot of people think that he's already in. Yeah, and he's not. Uh, so I mean, put him in, right? I mean, like this. this seems again, easy. I mean, if, if seems we, like if, an easy one. You don't. I understand he only, you know, he only played 45 games. You don't want to put him in as a player. Fine. You put him in as a builder. Right. It's like simple. that's where you have that category. Like Harold Ballard is in the Hall of Fame as a builder. I'm I'm pretty sure we can we can find room for someone who <laughs> had slightly more positive influence over over the the league's path. And and you know, and, and if for if anybody is listening who doesn't know who Willie O'Ree is, he was the first black player. He basically broke the color barrier in the NHL in, in like 1958. And then for a couple of games came back, played one foolish season in, in 1961. And then that was it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you put him in as a builder. He's, he's, he should be in already. A lot of people maybe think he is in already. There's, there's really no reason for him not to be. And it's not like you put him in as a builder. It's not like you're taking a spot away from, you know, it's not like you're making, Daniel Alfredson wait another year because you gave yeah, God forbid. his spot to somebody else. Yeah. It's, it's your, it, it's, it would seem reasonably easy. And, and the thing is like, like William Ree is in his eighties now and he's alive and from all accounts, he's in good health and, and, and what have you, but he's in his eighties. Like, can we get this done while he can still, enjoy and appreciate the recognition and, and give his speech and, you know, and, and we don't have to see him going to the hall of fame where the speech is being given by one of his kids going like, Oh, I wish dad could have been here. This, he would have really been touched by this, but the NHL didn't get around to doing it until years down the line. Like this, this seems that is going to be what the NHL does. You know, you, that you, would you be know a it. very, very you NHL thing to do. To wait, right. wait until he, he's no longer with us. And then like the next year be like, yeah, we've decided that. Yeah. So, the, the NHL, the NHL is, you know what the NHL is like? It's like, it's like people who, um, are like fans of a, of a band or an actor. And then, um, it's like somebody dies and then they're like, Oh man, I'm going to go back and listen to all their music now. Like, but, but except yeah. like it's, it's, it's the hall of fame and it's like Pat Burns and you're just like, Pat well, Burns. you, you, yeah. you knew how good Pat Burns was while he was still alive. Why didn't you do it then? You, you don't, that, you don't one need was, to... that one was infuriating. And that oh. one, it almost felt like it got to a point where so many people complained that they were like, well, screw you. Now we're not going to do it. So uh, maybe we should, we should all just politely ask them to please remember Willie O'Ree and, and to, uh, to, to put him in the hall of fame sooner rather than later. Again, I feel like this is the theme. This is the theme of like this, every discussion we have with the NHL, like how about you fix this issue now rather than waiting until it's too late and it's already caused you more problems. Well, here's, here's what I'll say to the NHL. I'll, I'll appeal to their not wanting to be embarrassed. If you, if, if you, if you're going to do it, if it's already like a topic of conversation there at the offices and you're like, should we do it this year? When should we do it? Blah, blah, blah. Do it immediately. Because like we talked about, if you wait to do it until after Willie O'Ree dies, people are going to be actually not happy about it when you yeah. do it. They're going to be pissed the hell off that you waited until he died. And from the moment you announce it to the moment of the induction, when, like you said, like one of his kids goes up there, it's just going to be such negative press for you. It's going to be so bad. Yeah. So do it now. Just do it now. Do it now. Like, do it I mean, now. And, and for like, if people don't understand, like Willie Ree came in, it was 1958. So it was well after all the other leagues 
had 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 their barriers broken. But he comes in, uh, plays his last game in 1961. The NHL didn't have a second black player until 1974, which is amazing. So I mean, they like Willie O'Ree basically broke the barrier, and then it got put back up and broken again in in 1974. So I, I mean, it's you know. You talk about a guy who had the deck stacked against him. I mean, the, the fact that there wasn't another player like I mean, that the second but Mike Marzen was the second black player grew up as a kid watching Willie O'Ree break the color barrier, and then he was second, like thirteen years later. It's 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 crazy what kind of hurdles were in front of these guys to to get into this league. So, I mean, if 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 you're hung up on while well, they only played forty five games or only scored this many goals. That you're you're coming at it. A, you're coming at it from the wrong angle, and B, we have an easy solution to that. If you don't want to put him in as I, I put him in as a player, but if you don't want to do that, put him in as a builder. Done. Putting it's him in, putting him in as a builder is almost a nicer gesture than putting him in as a. I player. mean, it's, yeah, know? both. I mean, they they yeah. both fit, right? I mean, right. He, he, and and you know, it's just I, I don't know. I I don't. It, this being the you know because that's the other thing right it's the hockey hall of fame it's not the nhl hall of fame so the mm-hmm. fact that you know well, you only played 45 games in the nhl it's that's that's not a good enough uh argument so you know it, they they keep everything very secretive as far as what gets discussed and 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 who comes close and who doesn't and we have no idea whether his name is even discussed at these annual meetings or but they, I, it be, should I bet be. it's not i bet it, i bet it hasn't even come up i would bet well it, it it would almost be better to me if it hasn't come up, if it's just slipped off the radar, because that would, yeah. the alternative is that yeah. it has come up and there's like five or six guys who are like a hard no that, that, what, that, that are keeping this from happening or more. And see, I, see I, this I, is, I, this is why transparency is great because I would love to hear the people that say no. Okay. Why? Why no? Yeah. What's your, yeah. what's your reason tell, there? Tell me why this guy didn't do yeah. as much for hockey as Harold Ballard or Bill Wirtz did. I'd, I'd love to hear that argument. And and I'm sure some of your players in the league would love to hear that argument from you too. But in the meantime, why not, uh, you know, why not do a, a simple thing that would resonate with an awful lot of people, cost you essentially nothing. You're, you're certainly not lowering any bars. Make it happen. Like this, this isn't, this, this doesn't seem like a tough one. Well, speaking of lowering bars, let's uh, let's get to the questions and let's let's give bad answers because that's what we do. This is what we do with these. But um, the first thing is, it's not really a question. You already answered it, but um, somebody brought up the thing that says uh, you, Lou's giving you one job, provide a new quotation for the Leafs dressing room, and you said Pittsburgh model my ass. They want a goddamn lottery. Yes. But the thing that's I wanted the-, the thing I wanted to ask you was, do you remember it was either before this season or last season, and I think it was in Toronto where they had this big like electronic sign outside of the visiting locker room that it had like a countdown clock and it was like x minutes until you step on the ice and face death remember do you remember that was that yeah that sounds like something they would do i, I was wondering if it was still there i was trying because like i was trying to find the tweet i sent about it but like i sent like a picture of that scoreboard and like a picture of like a sign like a college kid would hang outside his door room that was like beware farts and beer in room it was one of those and i can't find the tweet so i don't know who it was but i think it was toronto and I was just—I was wondering if it was still there, but I guess you don't is this, know. Like, is this a thing outside of Toronto or outside of Canada? Like no, the, the no. slogan in the dressing room. Oh, that, that is, yeah. Oh God. Okay, they oh, change man. that every few years, and they're like, you know, burn the boats or this or that. Like, because it's all because the like the Canadians have a cool slogan in their dressing room, so like everyone else is. What is it? Looking for 
Uh, it's the uh, f- the from you to flailing hands. We throw the torch. We hand it. It's the line from mm. Flanders Field, which is a very famous poem, at least up here in Canada, and uh, it fits perfectly. That's why Montreal Canadiens are always passing torches around. That's their that's the symbolism of that. It's not because they oh, burned down that, the arena. Is that where it comes from? I didn't. I yeah, was. I had no idea. I thought that was because that's of why every time anything happens in Montreal, like Max Pacioretty has to like skate out with a torch and hand it to a, like a ninety year old, and that's <laughs> yeah. That's you love it. That's the. And everybody's been trying to copy it ever since. They did like when when the forum closed, they did this awesome ceremony in Montreal where they were they passed the torch literally from the older players down to the next generation, which I think was Pierre Turgeon, which didn't really work out great. But it was you know that. And then like three years later, when Maple Leaf Gardens closed and the ACC opened, they they ripped it off totally, except it was a flag instead of a torch. Like they just totally note for note, beat for beat, stole it right from the the Montreal Canadiens and. Yeah, everyone else has got to have these cool slogans. The slogan in the dressing room should just be like, if you step on the logo, we're going to yell at you. <laughs> just might um, as well all right, be upfront t- about it. T- Tull and Die. Uh, I'm sure that's from something that I don't know. It's like a Netflix show. Uh, she asks, if you could force two teams to relocate to each other's cities, which ones would you swap? I already have my answer. I, I, would, send oh, the range- well. I would send the Rangers to Ottawa. And I would send Ottawa to New York because the Rangers are the richest team in hockey, according to that Forbes list, like one point something billion, whatever it is. Right. And I think about this all the time about how inept that franchise has been for so long. They have one championship in 54, 25, like 80 years. They have one title in 80 years. They were bad for a lot of it. A lot of that 80 years covers a time when there was only six teams in the league, but they're located in the biggest city in the world. So you can just be okay or bad for a long time and it never hurts the bottom line. So I want to see right. the Rangers go to Ottawa and try to survive there in that market and see how long it takes before James Dolan's showing up at outdoor games <laughs> being like, I'm going to move. Yeah. There's, 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 there's so a, a Dwayne like Reed's open somewhere. We, 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 don't, we don't make any money in the Dwayne Reed. We move the Dwayne Reed and then, oh, no one in Ottawa gets that because Dwayne Reed's are like New York based, but I, that's, that's what I would do. So you'd move from the world's most famous arena to the world's <laughs> most a, distant the one that's named after a tire or something. Yeah, that one. I don't know what his name is this week. It it changes <laughs> changes regularly. That's a good answer. I'll I'll yeah, I'll I'll back you up on that because that was ugh. yeah, that was uh good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know who take that news hard? Sorry. Because Zabanajad would have a tough time. <laughs> like, what? Derek Broussard's like, oh God, good. I haven't had a good slice of pizza in two years. This is fantastic. Seriously. Uh Noah Lefave, if the NHL were put in charge of sex, how would they ruin it? Oh God! <laughs> well, the reviews yeah. the, 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 the reviews would be terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's on your on your little on your little iPad, just frame by frame. Now, see, here's here's where the problem was, right there. See, see I think you know what? I I can just I hear that question. I can just picture like you lying next to your partner afterwards and being like, "Did did you get there?" And they're like, "No, actually, I did not." <laughs> and you're like were you kind of close? And they're like, I guess so. And you're like, that counts. That's year 500. Good enough. Put a point on the board. So, so like the first, the first, like most of it was, was just enough to get, yeah. I mean, it was, the ending could have been a little better. Yep. Yep. I get, I get a loser point for that one. Let's go to the scoreboard. I am 04 and 19. So I'm still in playoff contention. Yeah, baby. You, you know, you love it. See how see how at the end we slowed down and didn't really do anything so that we could just 
Yep. Actually, um, actually, you know what? You should consider actually putting a, a foot in the air. That might actually help the situation <laughs> if you if you if you want to if you want to actually score if you want it to count. Um, let's see what other. I, I got a good one here that I that I wanted to. Uh, this this is from our buddy Mike Shop from uh, WGR in Buffalo. WGR. Mike writes, "It's been 416 games since Buffalo took the ice with a winning record." Sorry, that's not a question. <laughs> he just wants us and, to know, and it's not a question. <laughs> But that is an unbelievable stat because I I I kind of was like oh yeah he's being funny here I don't think he is I think that is a I, I went and looked I think that's a really assuming you count a winning record as like more wins than losses without the the loser points and whatever I think it has been five years since the Buffalo Sabers have taken to the ice with a winning like, like we're counting right. one and zero like they were two and zero to start like the 2013 season I think that's how far back you have to go because because every other year they have these terrible starts and they're 10 games under 500 right away how how is anybody still going to those games i don't mean supporting the team i just like how do you even get out of how do you do it bed in the morning if you're a say i don't know where let me see here. at least the bills are good scott jeffrey this is i feel like this is more for you i don't really care so much about the story but um uh, Scott Jeffrey's looking for comment about the ESPN article that hypothesized the yes. Austin Matthews trade. And I got to admit, I didn't actually click on it because I was annoyed by the headline, even though I understand Rob yeah. goes in depth and it's a, you know, but uh, just, and, and that's, that's it. It was one of these things where if, if you just want to be angry and, and screen cap a headline and you know, the fact that it was ESPN and everybody has to always say, Oh, ESPN never does hockey. Uh, so yeah, like Rob Volman, who's, who's one of the very smart analytic guys out there has, has written books on the topic and everything he he wrote kind of a fun article of like if should the leafs trade austin matthews and what would that trade look like and it was kind of like a thought experiment it was more like you know given his contract situation is it really the right approach to build your team around a 12 million dollar player or is there a different way to approach it but people decided to um as as occasionally i'm told happens on the internet not read past the headline and just immediately get angry on Twitter and, and that sort of thing. So I, yeah, I thought it was a good article, if, but yeah, you did, you did have to read through the slightly clickbaity headline to, to get to it. And as far as Scott's question, is there any player in the NHL who should be untouchable other than there, there's probably a few like Sidney Crosby, I would say is untouchable. Yeah, he's 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 everything to that franchise. He's they built everything around him. Yes, like like untouchable. It's one of those words that like it, in it's changed its meaning over the years, right? Because untouchable is supposed to mean I call you up and I say I'm interested in trading for this player and I'm willing to offer, and you just cut me off and go, I'm going to stop you right there. There is literally no offer you could make because this player is untouchable. And now it's like untouchable just means a guy that would cost like multiple draft picks there's like five guys on every team that the local media thinks is is untouchable like right. like we're not yeah <laughs> yeah yeah pierre dorian is open for business but as long as it's not eric carlson mark stone mike hoffman deon of craig anderson it's, it's like what aren't you in last place like <laughs> so yeah I, I would say crosby there's probably if i thought about it probably a couple of other guys who would fit into that territory like i mean mcdavid probably is too Jack Eichel in Buffalo might be right now because they've, I mean, he, he's all that they have and they've just kind of staked everything on him. But 
that no, that should be a very short list. Uh, even though GMs would love it to be super long. Yeah, Matthews is on it too. Uh, let's let's do let's do let's do one more and then get the heck out of here. Let's do oh boy, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones this week. They raise the bar. We lower the bar. Um, this is quick. We can do this one. Uh, Ethan Malamed, who stays a hab for longer, Bergevin or Pacioretty? I think Bergevin does. I think mm. I think Pacioretty's getting traded in the next few weeks, and I think Bergevin probably goes in the off season, which is always a great situation if you can, if a lame duck GM who's on the way out can be the one to trade your captain. <laughs> A few weeks earlier, then that's always a good good way to run things. Yeah, I I, I feel like Pacioretty's not because he deserves to go first, but because no. apparently Jeff Molson loves Mark Bergevin and get the owner to love you, man. You, you're not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter how many you bad moves you make. Like normally, normally when a guy is like, I feel like Pacioretty's getting scapegoated in Montreal, and normally when that happens, you you kind of don't want to see him traded because you're like, no, they should stick it out with him, and you know he doesn't deserve this. Like get get this guy out of there. He he, you can tell. Like every time he's has like a, he looks like he's gonna cry in every post game interview. Like just get this get this guy out of here. And I mean that was my favorite part of the room. There was a it was on on one of the Sportsnet guys mentioned that part of the reason that Montreal's asking price is gonna be high is because they're convinced that once he gets out of Montreal, he's gonna catch fire again and be the player he normally is. Which like that seems to me to be kind of an indictment of your organization if if you're like you have to mark up your prices because you're like yeah once this guy gets out of this garbage fire he's going to be great somewhere else yeah please free max Pacioretty. yeah he, he deserves it let's like if, if if they don't trade him we need to like oceans 14 jailbreak him out of there and get him to ottawa heist him Iced him down to oh no, <laughs> Max. I got good news and bad news. Actually, I got some bad news and I got some good news and bad news, and it's all the same. Yeah, yep. you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna live with Matthew Shane's family three and a half hours from the arena, and it's gonna be awesome. Uh, so we gotta go. We gotta we we we've done the hour. We've done the podcast. Um, I don't really have any hockey stuff to tell you to read right now because I haven't really figured out what I want to write about this week because like we talked about, there's all these buys and I feel like there's less storylines. I think I have to conjure something up. If you want to yell at me about the Jaguars and the Patriots like like most of Boston's been doing the past 24 hours, that's cool. That's fine. I don't care about that. You know, the usual stuff, Vice Biscuits on Twitter, um, hammer that five-star button or icon or whatever on iTunes and allow us to rise in the, in this new world of hockey podcasts that are, that are all over the place. And thanks for reading. We really appreciate the readers and all the reader questions, even though we don't get to most of them, but we read them all. That makes you feel better. And, uh, that's, that's all the talking I'm going to do it for now. That's it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, we will be back next week. Yep. See you then. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.